Show episode number 169. Nothing? 69? <laughs> My name is John Morgan. I am not childish like that. Oh, I am super childish. My name is John Morgan. <laughs> Cole Kavi is with me. We are in Las Vegas, Nevada. More specifically, we are at the spiritual birthplace of the MMA Roadshow. That's right. Buffalo Wild Wings at Warm Springs and Durango. We're not traveling. And luckily, I convinced Cole Coffee to come down here to my part of town. Hooked it up at the spiritual birthplace to get together, talk a little MMA. Should say, watching a little MMA as we're talking yeah. some MMA, man. This is uh, this is kind of a unique thing. I guess this is going to happen from time to time on Thursday nights moving forward. But yeah. the PFL is on in the background here at Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, it's on because you used your VIP clout to have them change from the NBA draft to uh, PFL. I'm not going to argue with you there, sir. You know. I mean, who the hell cares about some, who the hell cares about some college know. basketball people, players? People were actually cheering. I had no clue who the players were, but people were like, whoa, like into it. I was like, okay. But it is nice. I did hear, like, once uh, we put the fights on, I heard the random, like, oh, they're going for a guillotine or something. Oh, did so, you? Yeah. So, nice. You know, once you put a fight on in the room, people are going to watch it. You it's, know, uh, so. Yeah, it's good. And, uh, and we'll talk some PFL in a little bit because yeah. it is happening right now. I think uh, basically as we go along, the, the card will probably pretty much wrap up, and yeah. we'll definitely talk a little bit PFL. It's not going to be an, an in-depth breakdown because, yeah. uh, let's say, we were watching the prelims, and we were watching the main card as well. It's yeah. it's, it's deep into the main card right now. But, uh, I mean, should we tease that we were – We've been here for a little while. Yeah, I did have the salt and vinegar wings. The, That's not are, what I was going to tease. I was, I was. They were delicious. I, was I, I forgot them last week. We were having a, uh, you know, kind of a, a meeting with an, an unnamed USC official. Yes, yes. That uh, we talked about some potential, potential partnership type yeah. things. Uh, Partnership might be the wrong uh, word. Yeah, because that, that makes it seem like we're getting money. Yeah, and that's things. not happening no. whatsoever. But I don't know, some 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 cool stuff, I guess, to maybe yeah. tease at least. Yeah, that, that's it. I mean, you have we have lots of good ideas of things that we'd love to do with access to, you know, footages and peoples and things of that sort. I think it's just footage. Yeah, well. Do you get footages? Footages? Yeah, well, I mean, you have a footage of this stuff, footage <laughs> of that stuff. <laughs> footage I? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, geese and goose. Ah. Um, but no, yeah. We're, so you know, some ideas, you know, things that uh, hopefully, because it's all about trying to get more content for you guys. So that's it. Uh, you know, the ultimately, like the, the UFC has a, a wealth of shit that just doesn't get used, and we want to find ways to use that that's stuff. Right. So and, and bring you cool and unique stuff. So hopefully, uh, so stay things tuned. Shape, yeah, things stay shape tuned. out. We got in the some future. projects going there. Uh, yeah. Listen, uh, no real big MMA last week. It was nice to have a little weekend off. We certainly didn't have any and a half episode because there wasn't anything to recap, but that is changing. I, by the way, I'm actually still recovering. I did go, you know, I, I teased I might go to another Nine Inch Nails concert. Yeah. I did go to another Nine Inch Nails concert. Yep. I was up front, and I just got beat up, man. I was I was literally in the front row just moshing so did you all get there around. early, or did you guys do like the – like you maneuvered your way up to the front. We did get there early, but at the same time, not early enough to be at the front. Plus, I was having a little not cocktail. Not MMA Junkie Fight Week early? Not MMA Junkie <laughs> Fight Week early. We were always the first in line uh, because we were having a, little, a couple of cocktails and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, you have a, a no. couple of ebbs and flows in the mosh pit, and you yeah. just kind of – I wasn't rude about it. I wasn't yeah. rude. But I did realize being older, like people don't really mess with you. You know what I mean? Like the kids and stuff, like if yeah. you just kind of push past them, they're just like – 
All right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, nobody, <laughs> nobody messes with you. To, it kind of reminded me of, like, when I was a teenager, you know, and I'm, like, yeah. at concerts and stuff, and there was some, you like. be respectful of your elders. Well, yeah, exactly. I just you don't think now you want to get wild. And I, now I'm a damn elder. I got a couple gray hairs <laughs> up in here. It's not good. Only a couple? Shit, look at my beard. I got, I got, uh, it's getting thick. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was pretty proud of myself for, cool. for hanging tough. So did you break out the Bengay afterwards, like I suggested? I was pretty hurt the next day. I'm not gonna I lie. Bet. I was so I was actually sore from a concert. I was yeah. uh, I was quite embarrassed by the fact that I was sore after yeah. a concert. But especially it was fun. if you didn't get in the mosh, because moshing. Oh yeah. I remember even as a young kid, when you get in the mosh pit, man, you were beat the fuck up yep. afterwards. So. It's funny that you weren't actually participating in the mosh pit, but you were close. So yeah, you got sore by proximity. We were getting bounced around a little bit, and it yeah. was the sway was going on. It was a, it was a really good set list, and uh, I don't know. I, That's I, awesome. I was, I was definitely fired up when I left. I had those had those endorphins going. I was feeling like a young kid again, man. Yeah, was, That's and cool. And then the next day, I did not feel like a young kid. I felt <laughs> old. My joints hurt. My shoulders. My knees. That's cool. Ninety snails, man. That's that's it's very unique. That's cool. It was good. It was good. Uh, all right, so talk about MMA action, man. A lot has been going on this week. Like I said, there's a lot. Feels like there's a whole bunch of stuff going on, even though, you know, it's a, it's a, it's it's a UFC week, but we're not there. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it feels like a non-fight week. It feels like a non-fight week, but there's still a lot going on. Um, did want to say right off the bat, I was able to confirm right before we were. Uh, uh, get by right before we got here earlier today, um, I, I don't know if anybody had put it out there, but you know Conor McGregor and, and Dana White were supposed to meet on Monday. Uh, no news had come out of that alleged meeting, and I found out the meeting again didn't, didn't happen. happen. Yeah, scheduling conflicts again. I was I was I was told by multiple people, uh, don't read anything into it. There's no hard feelings. There's no issues. Uh, the meeting just didn't happen. It's it's going to be rescheduled for a later date. But that meeting didn't happen. So if anybody's kind of waiting. Um, to find out what's going on with the Conor McGregor news, it just wasn't there. Um, I mean, listen, dude, you look at it. You kind of read between the lines. It looks like once Conor gets cleared of, of whatever, you know, next month after he gets probation, um, which I'm assuming is what's going to happen, they're going to book him right away, man. They, they they need the money, right? I mean, I don't want to say they're in, in desperate need of the money, but Conor brings eyeballs. Conor brings yeah. dollar signs. And um, I know – Dana was pissed off, man. I was there. It was I was there right after the whole chair incident, and Dana was pissed, you know. But time has gone by, and and uh, I don't know. It looks like they're probably just gonna book him, you know, right after right after everything's cleared up. Right after everything's clear, which is just crazy. It is crazy. It is crazy. But, but we knew it was. I mean, that's was that's what was, was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to 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 think or hope, you know. And I guess as time goes on, the desire to see like just punishment. Just like anything, it just fucking wanes. Right. Like, like right after it happened, it was like, man, come out with a strong, strong statement. And then now it's just like, ah, who cares? It was so long ago. <laughs> now I see pictures of him biking along with this kid in the park. And it's like, oh, how cute is that? Oh, just let the dude fight. Oh, you know, man. But, but whatever. It is what it is. But, yeah, it's just – but, yeah, this is the, the same company that, uh, you know, says one thing and then conveniently does another, you know, like uh, – I don't know. Whatever. They, they need the money, and, and they listen, need the, they need people the want to see the fight. Fans don't want to see the fight. I mean, the fans. I think the fans don't even really care for the most part what happened. Uh, I think they just want to see the fight. Obviously, the fight to make is Habib Nurmagomedov versus Conor McGregor. Yeah. Although Habib is, you know, Habib and Ali are kind of posturing a little bit. That, oh, maybe that's not even the fight we're interested yeah. in. But come on, man, that's the fight that makes money. I guess the good thing about what I mean, I don't want to say the good thing that happened, but I, there's no way Conor McGregor fights in New York, right? I mean, they're. 
after all that, there's no way they booked that fight at Madison Square Garden. It's going to happen in Vegas. Yeah, I would think it happened in Vegas, but I, I don't really see the commission, like, denying them. No? I mean, I guess they could, but, I mean, it's just a lot of money for the commission. Like, you I, mean the New I York could, commission or the, the Vegas? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see where the commission would maybe want to try to hold a higher ground and say, ha, huh, look at us. See, we turned down this big money fight, so maybe they would do that, but – it's just so much money mm -hmm. possibility for them that I would think that they would want to just, you know, do like the old Pat uh, Lundvo used to do. Like, how have you learned? What have you learned, sir? I'm just going to belittle you to your face during this meeting. But if, you, if you're saying you're good, we're going to take you on your word. We lectured you. Okay, yeah. now we're going to take lots of money from this event. Because you're talking about the taxes – the taxes on the pay-per-view, the taxes on the tickets, the the, the money, know, just the, the hotels, tourism, that's the, it, the hotels, the restaurants. It's so much money. It is. It's so so much money that it is great. It's great for the city. I mean, like uh, I know every time they have a, a Clark County just mouth waters every time a big event comes yep. to Las Vegas. So, I, I, but yeah, I mean, it makes sense that it would be here in Vegas. But uh, you know. That's it. There's, so there's no news, I guess, on the Conor McGregor front, but I guess I would share there. But that did yeah. confirm that it didn't happen uh, and that it is still going to happen. Yeah. There's, there's, and, again, I was told there's no beef. There's no tension. Yeah. It's not like anybody flipped the other yeah. guy off. But, you know, those, th I mean, first of all, those are busy guys. And, and Conor is uh, – I think he's spending some time in Ireland, so he'd have to come over. And yeah. All. And to your point, too, like as for why maybe a lot of people don't really – you mentioned something like it, it seemed like a lot of people don't really care about what had happened. You I do know? feel that way. I, and I think there's two degree, like you were right, but also, you know, uh, the injuries that happened weren't that severe. True. You know, some fights dropped out. It had been a whole different situation if somebody had some lasting damage. Like from if Ray it. Borg's corneal abrasions mean he lost and eyesight or lost, something like, like that. Yeah, lost sight. Or, yeah. you know, if something. Or if the, the, the dolly went through and gave him concussion and now he has, you know, like post-traumatic syndrome or some yeah. shit, you know, I mean. Uh, that would change things. Then it would be a lot different. So now, I mean, the fact that, you know, most people now will look back and, and forget the injuries that took place. They're going to think all that happened was the dude broke a window to a, a bus. You know, what's that? What's so bad about it? Right. You know, they're going to forget the fact that there are a lot of people really – afraid on the bus and really fearing like what is really going to go on you know I do still hate and not to spend you know, too much time on this but I do still hate the fact that you know you've heard a lot of legal experts say this is a property crime like yeah. bro it's it, it's it's not it the part of of the window breaking like in fact the fact that the bus was damaged is probably the fact that people care about the least yeah. you know what i mean like it's yeah. not the bus bro it's not the bus that's the spin man that's the spin it's so crazy and that's the shit that people eventually People not from right now or people that not paying attention, to it, when they go back and look at this event in a year or two after it is all said and done, mm -hmm. that's the shit is that people are going to say it was a property crime and not anything about the fear that he that was invoked about the people that right. were on there. you know. And I think the only thing that would maybe keep that possibility in there is if some of the civil suits come out and say something. Maybe we hear more stories mm -hmm. to remind people of what happened to them after it. Because those are still it. happening. He's still Because it is still happening. Out. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's just shitty because I, I guarantee, you know, there's always people that find that little, find like, oh, you know, like, this wasn't Trump's policy to do this and separate <laughs> families. It wasn't this. This was an Obama. It's like, stop fucking grabbing Way the straws right now. Boy, I tell you, you know what? You make a good point, though. I bet they try like hell to settle with everybody so they don't have to get on a, on a stand or, or enter anything into public record. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to want to settle with everybody that sues. Yeah. I mean, imagine, I mean, I don't know if, if it goes to a civil 
sort of thing if he would if he would have to go up on the stage i don't know if he has it would have to be a witness for against maybe not the case, in a civil if, thing in a civil thing i don't know if he ever it's would good, have it's to good point but i don't know maybe a lawyer would be like yeah you still have to but i mean i think in a criminal that'd at least probably be a deposition or something that would probably be uh, but that's the thing i think he could probably just do a written deposition and never have to actually say anything and if it if it comes down to civil keep case. It sealed maybe yeah so yeah crazy all right let's talk about another uh Another controversial figure. I wanted to bring this up uh, because I was kind of shocked to see it. It, it was, uh, what the hell is Greg Hardy doing playing football, man? Yeah. I, I saw this tweet uh, that was sent to me <laughs> by, by an old friend uh, who was like, dude, look at this. And dead on, the, the, the Richmond Rough Riders, the Arena Football League team that, he's, that, that Greg Hardy has been playing by for. by Trojan. <laughs> sends, basically sends this tweet out that's just like, hey, you know, Greg Hardy battled through injury, and now we're making it to the finals. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> he played in a football game last weekend? And, uh, you know, it, it was interesting to me because – so the first thing we did this morning when, when we saw this tweet is we reached out to – first of all, props to Stephen Morocco, who actually reached out to the team, the Richmond Rough Riders, and he got some quotes from the Sponsored team. Sponsored <laughs> Are they really sponsored by Trojan? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> if they're not, they're really, they really missing out on something there. Uh, but I reached out to Hardy's management. I reached out to the UFC. Still don't have comment from the UFC. Um, but I got the impression that they didn't really know what was going on. Um, you know, they knew he he had been playing for the Richmond Rough Riders. Uh, but I, I don't think they were aware that he was continuing to play for them. And I guess that's important to note, you know, we don't know if he's technically under contract with the UFC right now because he may not have simply executed the agreement yet. I mean, you know, he, he's chosen on, uh, on on Dana White's contender series to be with the UFC. Of course, it's a developmental deal. But there's no way in that developmental deal that, you know, they would allow him to go play football at the same time, man. I mean, that's I, – I mean, football is probably even more dangerous than MMA, wouldn't you say, in terms of in terms of – you know, it can be. risk. It, it, it can be, and especially arena. Arena football is very, very fast. It's, oh, played, yeah. it's, played, it's played differently than the regular. You can be slammed it's, it's into super, the walls. Super, super, super fast. So yeah, I mean, there could be a lot of, a lot of, a lot of hurt. But so, so here's my thing. So here's my thing, Cole Kobe. First of all, uh, you know, we had some Greg Hardy discussion last week. I had some people reach out to me on Twitter and, and basically uh, say I was an idiot for for my point of view, which I admitted I didn't really have much of a point of view. I was kind of curious how to handle it or whatever, but. This is what I'm wondering, okay? The Richmond Rough Riders gave Greg Hardy an Sp uh, what's that? Sponsored by Trojan. <laughs> They're not. I actually looked up their corporate partners. Trojan, get up on that. They are sponsored by Golden Corral, Hilton, and uh, Wing Wing Zone, and many other fine establishments. But no, uh, no, no Trojan, no which is yeah. they should be with the Rough should Riders. Be. Uh, so no, for so this podcast, they will be sponsored <laughs> by uh, In Spirit. Get the deal done. Just saying. <laughs> um, yeah, but no. So the thing is, like. You know, that fight week, he, he expressed it both before and after the fight. He expressed his passion for football, right? He admit, yeah. football was my first love. You know, I would love to play football again. Now, That's, this team. This is, the way, this is the way you make it back to an NFL. Like, when guys try to get on it, either you try to get combines, whether you're in college, if you don't get into the NFL, the arena or the Canadian Football League has always been like, right. those are the two paths. A chance to, a chance to, to stay to, to in football. To get seen, and, to yep. get relevant, you know. So, But here's my thing. So I, on the one hand, like, they gave him this opportunity to play before he ever fought for uh, the Contender Series. So on the one hand, I could see that he feels like he owes them, right? Like, I mean, they're, this was the conference championship, I guess, or the semifinals. I don't know exactly how their playoffs are set up. They're in the finals next week. 
I can see on the one hand how he's like, you know what the right thing to do here is? The right thing to do is to go help out the Rough Riders. Sponsored by Trojan. Who helped me out and gave me an opportunity. He's not even on the rosters. Well, no. Well, I don't think their websites are exactly up to date. Well, maybe not, yeah. So maybe they are sponsored by Trojan. We just don't <laughs> actually know because they're. But yeah, he's not listed uh, on this uh, roster right so now. So I could see him on the one hand saying, you know what the right thing to do is? The right thing for me to do is to stick with this team that gave me the opportunity. But again, when I reached out to the UFC for comment, nobody was like, oh, yeah, bro, we knew that was happening. Like, it's cool. I, I feel like they didn't know. And, and, yeah. and again, they haven't given me a comment, so I can't tell you. But just when you talk to somebody and you kind of get that impression, like they're like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get back to you on that. I, I, so I, I feel like, A, that's kind of risky because they could very well go, God damn it, you were already a problem, and now look at this. You know what I mean? You weren't honest with this, or you weren't upfront with this. Or maybe they just thought that they were clear, and he didn't think that they were clear, Th and what the, what the situation wanted. was. Maybe it's maybe oh, I just did it. I'm sorry, I won't do it again. Type thing. But As of this podcast, we have no statement from the UFC. We have no statement from his manager, and I find it a little bit bizarre. Again, the guy seems like a nice enough dude. Obviously, the the stories and the track record don't necessarily reflect that. But everybody around him, both American top team, both the people on this football team, say they like him, they say they respect him, they say that he knows he screwed up, but you know he wants to move past it, all those things. But this, to me, seems like it could be a red flag of, of poor Ruff judgment. Riders, right? I believe that's I don't even see him on the damn uh, – I think you're right. I don't see him on this – Oh, this is a, it shows uh, – I guess this is a 2017 picture. I'm telling you, brother. They need to get their website up, dude, if they're still rocking out the 2017 shit. Yeah, they, they need to update this. I, I tried to look before. It's not good. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I just Trojan, I, I was shocked. They need some help. I was shocked, and uh, I don't know. It's, I feel like it's something to monitor. And the whole thing that came out is that he apparently was injured in this, but not badly, but he was injured and then, you know, kind of fought through it and played. And I don't know, man. It just seems like a weird decision. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I don't one? know. Maybe the fact that, that it is uh, a developmental, maybe the – there's a little more flexibility. Maybe the verbiage isn't there that really tells him to stop it because, right. let's be honest, if you're if you're given a developmental, I would think that it's not going to have the same sort of tough text like we're under contract, especially if they're just like, we're going to set up fights for you, we're going to pay the for it, whatever, and we're not quite sure where we're going to fit you in or how we're going to do it, but we're going to we're going to work together. Right. It's probably not enough guaranteed money to to stop him from really doing other things. But they were probably they're probably w were hoping that he would reach out and say, "Is this okay?" You think? Can I do this just so they can keep tabs? You think? I wonder if there's really enough verbiage on there to really stop him from doing it. Maybe there isn't, and they're just more now surprised because so quickly he already jumped back into another sport. <laughs> like four you know, days Like later. four days after it. So <laughs> crazy. Anyway, just wanted to bring that to everybody's attention if you didn't notice it today because it's uh, kind of a bizarre story, and I know a lot of people uh, aren't really necessarily Greg Hardy fans, so uh, interesting that he would make a decision like this, and uh, we'll follow that as it goes along. You know what else is a horrible decision, Cold Coffee? What's that? Not being a member of Dollar Shave Club. You got that right. I'm telling you, Dollar Shave Club is the best, not only because they are fine sponsors of the MMA Roadshow, but I'm not going to lie. I'm a subscriber. Yeah. I love it, man. I, 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 You get the initial package for $5 a month, right? That's that's what you start out with. And then for a few thank bucks you, extra, I actually, thank you, sir, for those frosty beverages, 
I actually just do uh, I do the blades. It uh, it's nine dollars a month for the very yeah. best blades. The executive. I mean, it's it's it's, it's close shave every yeah. week. I love it. I can change my blades out, and I like the uh, the shave butter. Mm. I know. See, you don't use the shave butter because you got that stubble over there. Me? <laughs> Are me? you on the call that stubble? That's because my beard doesn't grow out full. Well, I wouldn't say stubble. It's a pretty thick, full <laughs> beard. It's it's you know it's not quite as easy top over there. But you got, you know, <laughs> That's you, something to aim for. You got you got some stuff going on, but I, I like the shave butter, man. It's it's uh not, you know it's instead of using the shaving cream, you put the shave butter on. It keeps it all all nice and clean. I mm -hmm. I'm telling you, man, Dollar Shave Club to me, it's like. If I don't have to go to the store and buy something, I don't want to. So I, I love it. You know what I like? What's that? The one wipe Charlie's. Mm. Except I, I, to be honest, I go back for seconds. <laughs> you get a, it's a one wipe Charlie. It's well, not it's a one wipe Charlie, Charlie. But you know, or or three or so, or just kind of a back and forth Charlie. <laughs> back and forth. You know, you got to get up in there. You got to get up in there. And make sure it's clean and it smells good. It's peppermint. I have uh, heard. Statements from my significant other that, uh, you know, a clean hole's a happy hole. <laughs> I haven't actually heard that, but I just there's wanted to use that. There's no way you've heard that. There's no, no way. There's no way. And whose hole is she referring to? <laughs> but Agent H did actually, Agent H actually as well is a big fan of the Dollar Shave Club and actually signed up herself. So thank you, Agent H, for, they got everything, uh, man. They for got jumping in there. On top of the dude, they got shampoo, they got That's mouthwash. That's it, the shampoo and the, and the mouthwash but and the, the the all the, uh, what do you call it, the shower gels and the shampoos, all the good stuff. You know, me, now that I finally got my hair, which is staying better, thank you, Keeps, uh, you know, now that I can go to uh, this and actually get some nice shampoos to keep it clean. But All right, so listen, you know, I'm telling you, they're fine sponsors of the show, but – it's just good stuff. It I'm is. telling you, no it question is. about it. Here's a great way. If you want to try Dollar Shades Clothes products, which you should, for just five bucks, you can get their daily essential starter set. Which is it comes a good with one. body cleanser, one white Charlie's, or back and forth Charlie's <laughs> if you like. It's your call. <laughs> Go back for seconds. Trust me, it's worth Those it. Those are the amazing butt wipes. They're world famous shea butter, which I love, and of course, the best razor, the six blade executive. Keep the blades coming for a few more bucks a month. You can add in shampoo, toothpaste, anything else you need for the bathroom, all that good stuff. Check it all out at dollarshaveclub.com slash road. That's, That's the key it. right there. You got to use that. If you just go there and sign up, we don't get no credit for that. They don't They don't see that we're, nah. that we're putting in work for them. Yeah, That's right. So go to dollarshaveclub.com slash road. Yes. Get you some shea butter. Get you some back and forth Charlie's. <laughs> The best part, too, yeah, was when you do the, the starter thing is getting the little add-ons. You can add on the little add-ons for just a few extra bucks. So, you know, definitely try out some of the stuff, you know, when you're first signed up. But for, for a cheap, cheap price, man, I'm telling you, back and forth Charlie's, dog. Back and forth Charlie's, that peppermint. <laughs> Sorry, Dollar Shave Club. We apologize. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. What did I say? It keeps your whole smell? I can't even fucking remember what I said, but whatever. It should never be repeated. <laughs> Repeat. All right, get so your hole right, folks. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the new catchphrase. Get your hole right. <laughs> Good Lord. All right, well, something else that had its hole right the other night, the whole card at Dana White's <laughs> Tuesday Night Contender Series. Yes, that was good. You like good. what I did there, bro? That, that was, was good. Transition up. That was back and forth Dude, banter right there. Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series uh, remains one of my favorite things to do each week. 
Uh, I love it, man. I hope I hope they, they increase the number of events per year. But this last event was great. Didn't necessarily have the big star going in. You know, obviously last week everybody was paying attention to Greg Hardy. Yep. Uh, next week it's going to be Antonina Shevchenko that everybody's going to be paying attention to. Nick Newell, of course, is fighting later in the year. But this was one of those cards that was more about the whole card than, than any one fighter on it. But damn it if they didn't deliver, man. I'm yeah. telling you, if you're not watching the Contender Series, you got to do it. Five fights in 90 minutes. Yeah. And those guys, I th it really felt like those guys that fought in this particular uh, week's edition watched the previous one and then went and said, what do I need to do to You're make right. sure that I make a good effort to get a contract? You're right. And they brought it. They brought it. The fact that it was, it was what, five finishes? Yeah. Five finishes, five which finishes. I don't think we've ever had five nope. finishes before. Nope, but it was first time. Um, but they were such good action that I think it was such a, and no offense to the guys that fought on the first week, it was such a cleansing of the palate mm -hmm. that for this week, I think Dane and those guys just lost their mind because they probably in their head have allotted how many contracts they can do a yeah, particular yeah. night. So when they gave out the one developmental and only one contract the week before. It's kind of only like giving out one. Yeah, so it's like they gave out one contract. So they're like, well, shit, I guess we can make up. They're they probably gave out four. I get, I'll tell you, you know? I guarantee you, now I haven't spoken with them, but I guarantee you, like Dana White went crazy, gave out four contracts. I guarantee you Mick Maynard and Sean Shelby were like, holy Christ. You know what I mean? They only have so many spots. They got they got to fill out. But uh, I might have got, got a Coors Light there. Oh, sorry about that, bro. I don't know. What's wrong with the Coors Light? Coors Light? Everything. Oh, <laughs> tell me. But no, it was it's a no lot of Miller fun. Light. It ain't no PBR award. When, when is Coors Light won an award? I mean, it's Tap is the there Rockies, an award? Bro. I'm sure it's the Rockies. Is there an award finest. on the can? Does it say anything There's that they won back 100 years ago? Like the PBR <laughs> that shows it the award-winning award from like 1893 when there were only like two beers total. But it was total. still award-winning. <laughs> uh, no, so four contracts give us fun. But the other thing I want to say, so A, I just want to say watch the Contender Series. But the other thing too it is was, awesome. uh, was uh, talking with Michael Bisping because he did the commentary again. It was pretty fun. Yeah. I had a chance to talk to him briefly before the, the fight started. I'm like, bro, I'm like, Pretty much got universally praised because if you saw after yeah. his debut, the feedback was like, Bisping killed it. Bisping's yeah. amazing. I was like, bro, pretty much universally praised. He was like, I know. I don't know how to react. He's like, I'm used to people talking shit to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they'll still talk shit about it. <laughs> it's funny. I went back to the first week because remember I got yelled at. Uh, I went back to the first week when they were doing the uh, the post-fight sort of recap and preview for right. the next week. Remember when I hopped on the uh, the punching bag? The speed bag. Was it in there? I couldn't hear it. I kept listening for it, though. Uh, I thought I did. Cold coffee pulls <laughs> the most rookie move ever. I, we didn't even talk about that. Cold coffee pulls the most rookie move ever at the Contender Series. Like, this is last week, not this week's show. Last week, you know, th we're basically waiting for the fighters to come talk to this us. After Dana. No, it was after the fighters oh, and after done? Dana. So what were we I doing? I thought it was done. They were. Oh. We were done. It was. The, they were still taping the outs for the That's show. What so we were all done. I thought we were done. We would shot everything. And they were they were taping uh, an outro basically like kind of a yeah, wrap up a or wrap like up for the show and a preview for next week. Yeah, and uh, for whatever reason, <laughs> Cold Coffee probably because you've been boxing a lot more at home yeah. or whatever. But Cold Coffee runs over to a speed bag <laughs> that happens because we're in the tough gym. He walks over to speed bag and just starts banging away on the speed bag. <laughs> And it's echoing through this empty gym because yeah. there's nothing going <laughs> nothing on. Nothing else going on. And all of a sudden, production assistants come flying over like, Hey, <laughs> stop it. 
quiet because they were still taping their outro. That's funny. So you went back and watched it. I and, went back uh, trying to see if I could hear it, and I didn't. So I don't feel bad at all. <laughs> like, I felt a little bit bad, but I was like, is it here? Is there? I think I heard it maybe at one point, but I was like, no, it just sounds like a door. So I was like, I don't care. I felt, I legit felt bad after that week. I was like, that sucks. I'm never coming back. I was like, uh, I really felt bad because Heidi Dean and everybody came. That oh. stupid security girl, like, tried to come over and like everybody was giving me shit. I was wow, just like, I'm sorry. Security girl. That was well, she came over. I'm like, who the fuck are you? She's like, she was very. She was rude as fuck. The, I was like, who the fuck are you? She didn't give cold coffee the respect cold I coffee know, deserves. I know, right? I was like, did you see how I was working that bag? That shit was tight. <laughs> But I was like, yeah, I was embarrassed. And all I could do is just fucking apologize. I was like, I'm sorry. That was my dumb ass. It was. And they were like, okay. I mean, like, luckily Can't it was me. You, I think w. if it was somebody else, they probably would have been a little more fired up. Yeah. But they were just like, because Heidi came, she was like, who am I going to fucking yell at? I was like, me. <laughs> so, yeah, I went back and tried to look for it, and it wasn't there. So, if you guys watched Contender Series and happened to hear a recap afterwards, and you hear a punching bag. That was my dumbass. So. That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, you know, the thing about this week's, uh, you know, Austin Springer was the only guy that didn't get a contract. Yeah. I don't know if you saw on social media. I took a picture when he was sitting there by himself. Yeah. And I kind of felt guilty about it because it is so weird when we're back there, like with those guys that are yeah. waiting on their fate. And I took a picture. Dude, I had a camera sitting in front of him just treat oh, bro. <laughs> just recording it. I saw, like, Mine I, was more awkward. <laughs> this is this is how awkward it was. This is how awkward it was. Four people get a contract. <laughs> Austin Springer is stuck there by himself. Cold Coffee's like just got a camera stuck in his face. And they're like, all right, that's it. No more contracts. And so Cold Coffee shuts off the camera. And Austin's just kind of like all by himself. Normally there's like other fighters who be like, yeah. keep your head up, bro. Like it's all good. We're going to get there someday. Me and you, bro, we're going to get there. Yeah. This time he's all by himself. Right. And everybody's just kind of like doesn't know what to do. And you were like. Keep your head up, bro. That was a good fight. <laughs> and hit the rock. <laughs> you, like, you, like, had to give him. It was funny. Like, you had to support him. So, <laughs> so the funny thing was, like, I took a picture of him, and I didn't tag him in the tweet. But I did tweet. I'm like, man, this, this sport is harsh. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, four guys are in the UFC. You're sitting in the tough kitchen by yourself. You know what right. I mean? I didn't tag him because I kind of, like, felt guilty about taking the picture, like, even if I should yeah. publish it. But it was funny because today he was a guest on MMA Junkie Radio, and right. I got to ask him. I'm like, was that an asshole move of me? And he had the coolest answer. He was like, no. He's like, man, this sport is about highs and lows. And he's like, I'm not going to be able to do it forever. He's like, there are great moments and there's bad moments, and I want to see every one of them documented. I want to see that range of emotions yeah. because this, this is my story. And I was like, dude, that is the coolest attitude ever because I kind of feel like here, you know, well, I took honest, a picture in this dude, and, and, and I wouldn't say his worst moment. I mean, well, I he won say, a he, fight. I was going to say, that's it. He won. He still won that night and was going to go home with at least $10,000 in, in his pocket. Well, eventually they'll get it. I'm not sure how they do it. They'll probably cut a check. But still, the fact that the team he has around him, you know, Michael Chiesa was his Max Griffin for the night, was just getting people pumped up, was happy yep. for him. This is a guy that, while he didn't get it done in the, in the terms of a contract, we're going to see him in, a, in the yep. UFC at some particular point. You know, this is a way to fast-track people, but there's something about this guy that I think he'll still get there. Um, there was a lot of this fight that wasn't just compared to the other ones, was a snoozer compared to the other ones. But there was a lot of great technique, and you could definitely see his wrestling skills. And it just felt like he was a little maybe hesitant or, or gun-shy to pull at first. And I think that's the part that was maybe – separating them from the other guys, which were a lot more just sort of balls-to-the-wall yep. action. And I, that's something that can easily be worked on. But still, ultimately, the guy got a win. Um, it sucked that it just it was awkward in that part. Um, 
But I'm I'm fully confident that at some point again he's going to get a nod. Like you get these random shows that just pop up and people get calls to to, to get on a card. Mm-hmm. So I would not be surprised that even though he didn't get a contract, that if there is a regional card, a fight pass card or something near the Washington area, he's going to get a call. Yep. You know, maybe even the, even uh, California, even California, a, even a shot in California. Maybe maybe somebody falls off of Boise in a couple weeks. Yep. Uh, he'll get he'll get a shot. Maybe uh, one of the so Canadian men. It's not yeah. It's not definitely not a sad move. For, and he'll probably look back and say, "No harm, no foul. I yep. maybe didn't get a multi-contract deal, but I got a a one-shot deal to 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 show it again." So, um, yeah, but it's yeah. cool. Jump on the Contender Series if you're not already. Hopefully, if you're listening to this podcast, you're a hardcore and you're already watching Contender Series anyway. And I guess we'll just throw out another little tease. Be on the lookout for maybe some more Contender Series content coming your way to MMA Junkie. Oh, yeah. We're such fans of the, of, of the Contender Series. We, yeah. kind of, we kind of reached out to an unnamed UFC official and told him that we, we were fans. Like, is there any – can we be more, more involved? Is there yeah. more thing we can do? And uh, yeah. See, our people like it. Junkies like more MMA Damn shit. right. You know? Well, it's funny. Like, I mean, we go – because you do – you're right. We do like it. I mean, I love it. This fight, it's so, like – just in your face, even though now, like, I love where I'm at. I can see the fight, but I sit at a different table that's off the side, but now they have a TV set up for me. a big monitor next to me. A big, huge monitor next to me. I mean, like, I love it. So, I like, I feel like I have, like, one of the best seats in the house now. But the fact that it's a home game, but, I mean, like, the crowd, when the crowd gets into it, it sounds great, but when it's quiet, I love it because you can literally hear oh. the canvas bouncing. Yep. I mean, you could hear. You can the, hear the, the weight squeak. of the shots, dude. You know what I mean, like when the, when the mean, shots land, you can hear it. You it's know? it's so raw that it, it just it's not raw like you're watching two guys in a backyard brawl right. because it's you know they, they have technique, their skill. It's 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 so cool. So yeah, I mean, the more we could do it, I mean. Uh, I know it sounds like we're just shilling a product, but for real, folks, it is. It's, it's a lot it's of a fun. It's a unique experience. It it's is. different than anything else that's on the market. That's I, why it's fun. And I think a lot of people that maybe are burned out on, like, the tough thing, they're like, oh, you're trying to throw stories down. You're trying to throw this reality. Yeah. TV, there's none of that bullshit right this here. This is better than this tough. This is just it's literally just, just coming in and we're fighting. It's the repl- – it, dude, it. it's, a, it's, it's a more current – up to date, better version of tough. Yeah. That's it, and that's why tough is probably going away at the and end of this year. And it's super collapsed. Like rather than like five fights in ninety minutes. Yeah, and th- and then you could possibly have four contracts, yeah. four people moving on and and doing stuff as opposed to we're gonna build you th- through weeks and weeks and weeks, and then there's gonna be a finale, and then somebody's gonna be awarded with the contracts. Like, well, how cool is that? If I just saw four dudes get one in one night, you so know? true. So true. It's unique. Uh, all right. Other thing, the next day, I was technically off the next day, but on Wednesday, I spent some time at the Performance Institute. Um, and those guys, actually, Duncan Friends from the Performance Institute, Forrest Griffin, had come in the previous day to MMA Junkie Radio, but they yep. came out this week with their first year of research. Now, dude, this is for the hardest of hardcores, but they came out with this report, basically, that's an analysis of all the training that they've done over the first year and all the data points and everything that they've done. It's a little bit over your head when you read it at first. I'm not going to lie. But they put it online. So if anybody wants to, to see it, it is online. You can go to the uh, UFC Performance Institute's Twitter, and they've got it linked there. Technically, it's media.ufc.tv slash UFCPI slash UFCPI underscore book underscore 2018. Jesus. But good luck typing all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, oh excuse me, dot PDF. Uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, it's there's so much cool stuff in there. But uh, – it's high-level discussion. If you want to go back, those guys were in studio at MMA Junkie Radio for like an hour, which I've been doing a lot more. Uh, I did MMA Junkie Radio a couple days this week, and I'm going to start trying to do it more. Um, so if, if you like hearing me 
ramble about MMA. Now you can hear it on MMA Junkie Radio as well. Um, but those guys came in to talk for like an hour, and, and so I won't spend a lot of time on it uh, because if you want to hear in-depth analysis of what it is, you can go there and, and listen to them talk about it. But the cool thing about this cold coffee is that these points that they have, first of all, two things that really stood out to me. One, they have kind of a, 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 a I believe it's Chapter 4, where it's kind of a recommendation of how fight camps should be laid out in terms of energy, basically, how you maximize a peak, um, you know, what days you should go hard, when you, know, when you should taper off. You know, and I thought that was cool because it's based on, on, on scientific data that they've collected and studied. It's not just guessing anymore. Right. And the other thing that's cool is in the first couple chapters, they've got these benchmarks of every single weight class of, like, this range of, like, where the, of where the athletes are. Um, and, of course, it's no names or anything like that, but it's just data points like strength, you know, this sort of, like all these different figures that are, are benchmarked by weight class. And I thought it was pretty cool because if you're utilizing this information as a, as a fighter, you know, instead of saying, well, you know, in my next training camp I feel like I need to be stronger or whatever, you can actually look at it and go, man, my numbers aren't in the range. Yeah, you have benchmarks be- that you can yes. look at. Yeah, you're right. I thought it was cool stuff. Yeah, and and it, just to quickly, uh, at UFC PI is their Twitter, and the, what you're talking about the, is pinned yeah. on the top of their account. So rather than try to, to write down what when that John just gave media. me the media. media.usc.tv slash UFCPI slash UFCPI underscore book underscore 2018.pdf. Or just go to at UFCPI and it's pinned at the top, at least for right now. I mean, if that's the way you want to do it, I mean, if you want a shortcut, that's the Cliff Notes version of what you just said. It's cool stuff. I mean, I would encourage, again, I assume that anybody that's listening to this podcast is the hardest of hardcore MMA fan. If you want to see it, and there's the at least some cool numbers. Of sexy, Damn the smoothest right. talkers, the best, the the best, best looking, looking. <laughs> the best cooks, the most number one dad, the most number one mom. Uh, Hi, mom. And I don't know. There you go. The best of humanity. I'll tell you the other thing that was fun is uh, after that session was over, I ended up I was just kind of shooting the shit with Brett Okamoto outside. And uh, we ran into Todd Duffy. Todd Duffy is, is in town right now. Um, we talked to him for quite a bit, actually. It was, it was just kind of a fun, kind of lighthearted conversation uh, about the state of MMA uh, with myself, Brett Okamoto, and Todd Duffy. But um, I can't reveal some of the stuff that Todd said, but Todd, Todd's been dealing with some serious health issues, man. Like, I mean, and I don't think that's any revelation. I mean, he's been having a, a lot of trouble over the years. He kind of explained some of it, but it was, you know, it was an off-the-record kind of conversation, uh, and it's his story to tell. But he is trying to fight again. And I, Todd Duffy, man, a, a, an exciting dude. That When that dude is on point, uh, he is dangerous and he's fun. And uh, he said he's trying to work through some couple things. He's come That's to good. the USCPI, getting some medical advice from he's those guys. Right and uh, yeah, dude, he's he's still a big dude, man. He's he's actually slimmed down a little bit, but he looked good. He actually he looked good. You know, what still I mean, still heavyweight though, right? Oh yeah, he's still like 240, but okay. he's just not walking around like 270 or whatever. So uh, anyway, sounds like he uh, he's trying to bust his ass so he can fight again. So That's good. Yeah, cool stuff. So he'll be in town for uh, I think he's leaving tomorrow actually, but uh, it was good catching up Irish with Todd Carbomb. Todd Duffy is the Irish car bomb? No, that's what this wiki is saying. It's like what? Other name, it says the Irish car bomb. On Wikipedia? No, um, what is this? This has to be wiki, right? Todd Duffy, the Irish car bomb? Let me look it up. It's got to be it. No way. I've never heard that. I haven't either. That's what, I was what are you surprised. watching? No, it or just did a Google at? search, and it came up off to the right-hand side. Yeah, it says nickname, the Irish car bomb on wiki. Son of a bitch. Unless, unless it's like you and I just going in there and editing and saying his name is the oh yeah Wikipedia Salvadorian slapmaster or something. <laughs> 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 so if you guys go there and Todd Duffy is now called the Salvadorian slapmaster, that was me. 
or if you want to make sure that that happens right now, yeah, go please ahead and do. do. It. I'm making the Salvadorian yeah, slap master. <laughs> Good lord. All right. Well, listen. Uh, we did, we did say it is a a. a, a a UFC weekend. We're not there. We'll talk more about that in just a moment. But uh, I wanted to play an interview real quick while we uh, reset briefly. I had a chance to speak to Jake Matthews. Jake Matthews, of course, the Australian prospect who was uh, still just 23 years old at this point, yeah. which is crazy because it seems he's been a long and, and, and <laughs> Jake happened to call in right now just to, just to set up his hey, own John? John? Yeah? <laughs> you can't? <laughs> Jake Matthews is 23 <laughs> years old, uh, a super prospect in the Australian uh, ranks. And then, of course, he had a couple of losses at the lightweight. Celtic kid. He's since moved up to uh, welterweight, and he's 2-0 uh, he's the there. Celtic? I believe it's the Celtic kid. Celtic? But I, I, I've never heard of Todd Duffy as the Irish. I have heard, the, <laughs> I have heard this, the, uh, that uh, for Jake Matthews, but I can't remember if they do it as – I think it's Celtic. Celtic? I bet so. Because they're, probably, they're the probably looking at it and they're like, you stupid folks. Otherwise, it's it would the be Boston the Boston Celtics. The Celtic slapper. <laughs> the, Boston, the Boston Celtics. <laughs> All right, listen. What a horrible setup we did for Jake Matthews. Hopefully, yeah? Hopefully you find the interview better. Jake, how you doing, sir? Good. How are you, mate? I'm doing real well, man. Hey, I know it's, it's getting close, so I appreciate you taking a couple minutes of your time, brother. Nah, no worries. My uh, pleasure. Awesome, man. Well, let's get it started, man. To two-fight winning streak. I mean, some very, very respectable names that you beat there as well. Uh, what's what's that done for you, man? I gotta think your confidence is is pretty sky high right now. Yeah, especially the last fight um, gave me more confidence. I mean, I've always had confidence in my hands. I know what I could do in training, but to be able to bring it into the fight finally, um, it, it was it was good and like you said, a motivation booster there. So coming into this fight the same, um, although you know, not getting too far ahead of myself, got a game opponent ahead of me, so still keeping a level head and. Um, you know, easy or see anything can happen, so I'm going to go in there 100% focused and, and try and get the win. Yeah, you mentioned that last fight. I mean, not only did you have a great performance, but obviously you had to battle through some tr some trouble there as well with the eye pokes and stuff. I wondered, I mean, is that, you know, kind of a character builder or something? I mean, did that give you something special to know, like, man, I can I can sit through anything, I can deal with anything, and I can still turn in a great performance? <clears throat> uh, yeah, I've, I've always known I've had pretty good resolve when it comes to fighting. I mean, you know, I've been knocked out in the in my Eddie had fight with a head kick and you know can't remember I still can't remember the whole fight but somehow I managed to fight through it and come back <laughs> and win the fight so I've always sort of prided myself on that and um you know not becoming complacent you know you get poked in the eye and there's nothing done about it you can't you can't do much the ref's not gonna not gonna take a point off because you tell him to so just gotta you know push through it and um find a way to, to win the fight and that's what I did yeah, no doubt. Talk to me about how much different a fight week is for you at welterweight. I mean, uh, I guess first of all, I mean, how, how much of that uh, of the change in divisions is contributing? Do you think to your winning streak? And then, you know, just how much better or easier is a fight week for you without having to worry about you know cutting that last fifteen pounds? Yeah, it's, um, I think it's made all the difference, uh, to be honest. Because you know, back when I was fighting lightweight, I was nineteen when I first got in the UFC, so obviously still had some some growing to do and. Um, yeah, just towards the end of the my lightweight stint, it just become too hard, and it just each fight has just got progressively a little bit harder. So you didn't really notice it until those last couple of two fights where, um, yeah, just during the fight, just no energy and um, actually, you know, health became a bit of an issue after the fight. So I got like a lung condition where I had to be on an asthma pump and um, you wow. know, things did my kidney. So when that came into play, it was, it was a no-brainer really. But but just you know. 
you think you think going up a weight division, fighting bigger guys is going to be stronger, but it's actually not the case. I'm actually in my last couple of fights, I feel like the stronger guy, um, and I think you know my, my cardio feels better. Um, I'm not suffering any any like fatigue or anything just from cutting weight and, and dieting too much. Um, so it's actually a lot better. And I used to fight welterweight when I was younger, and um, that's uh, I still haven't lost a welterweight actually. I think I'm nine wins at welterweight, uh, including my before my UFC career. Um, so yeah, I think I think I've left it a little bit late, but I think it was the right move going up to welterweight. I'm curious, Ed. I mean, you know, Robert Whitaker, a guy from your region as well. You know, I remember when he moved up in weight. I thought, man, he is way too small for a middleweight. And then all of a sudden, of course, he's tearing the tearing the world up in that division. I mean, did his success? Did did you look at his success at all and think? I mean, did it inspire you at all to say, look, maybe maybe moving up isn't a a, a bad thing? Well, actually, after my last fight, you know, at a lightweight in Melbourne, he actually came up to me and said to me, "Man, you got to go up. You said wow. you're too you're too big." And you, he was seeing, he saw me cut weight and everything, and he said, "You just you're killing yourself." And he said it was the same thing with him. You know, he was you know, losing his his hearing and his vision, cutting weight at welterweight, um, wasn't feeling good at all. And he's gone up, and he may be the smaller guy, but he fights 100. percent um, He's got all his energy. He's happy, and I think that's what makes you fight better. Yeah, no doubt. But I wanted to ask you too about that losing streak. I mean, you, you know, you had so much hype around you, man. You you were you were the it guy, you know, the the young stud, and and I know you had a lot of attention. Um, you know, dealing with those losses, did you at all get a chance to maybe narrow your circle a little bit? Maybe see people jump off the bandwagon that weren't there anymore. I mean, was there any of that happening at all, or or do, you know, has your circle always been pretty pretty uh, pretty much the same? Um, no, nah, it's pretty much been the same. I mean, all my friends still. Still believe in me, which is in my family, which is an important part. Um, you get the you get the trolls and stuff come out of the woodwork on social media, <laughs> but um, then you know after my last two fights, you know, they, they've gone quiet again. So um, yeah, but I'm, I don't I don't read into that too much. I know what I can do, and you know you're gonna you're gonna go in and all you, all you can do is go in and give a hundred percent. Sometimes you're not gonna be feel good on the day, but if you can go in and give a hundred percent, then you can't really be disappointed with yourself. So that's why I look at it. Um, and that's why I don't really get nervous for my fights because I know each fight I'm going to go in and no matter how I'm feeling, I'm going to give 100%. Um, and if you win, you win. If you lose, then you know, all you can say is that you, you tried your best. Mm, nice. You get the call to fight in Singapore. I'm, I'm curious kind of what your reaction was. I mean, it's not, uh, you know, it's not a short flight, but I guess it's not quite as far as, as flying to the U.S. and you know, not, not all the time change difference, I guess. So uh, what was your reaction? I mean, were you excited for the opportunity? Is it, would, you, would you rather you know, have the fights in Australia like you've done multiple times, or, or were you kind of up for the challenge? Uh, I was thinking, after my last fight, I was actually thinking about have, just fighting at the end of the year because um, there'd be, still be three fights within 12 months. Um, but then this fight come up, and you know, I, saw, I said to my dad, you know, it's, it's still international, but it's still close in in terms of time difference. We're only two hours behind Melbourne, so um, you know, instead of getting chucked over to to the US and and having a, to do the long haul flight, go overseas, um, get an international fight, get get that experience up before we have to do, you know, maybe go fight in, in Vegas again or wherever it is in America. So. Um, yeah, so I changed my mind and I'm up, up taking this fight, uh, which I think was a good idea, and hopefully, you know, either fight in Australia in the year or maybe somewhere else around the world. So, I mean, w- would you prefer to fight, you know, in Australia or in that region as much as possible, or, or do you feel like, you know, you do need to come to Vegas or come to New York or whatever it may be where, where the spotlight may be a little bit bigger at some point? 
no, no doubt you have to you obviously have to go overseas and, and you know once you climb the ranks and everything. But um, I'd be happy to have all my fights in Australia. I love fighting in Australia. It's, it's um, you know, got all the Aussie fans behind you. All my friends and family can come and watch me. Uh, it's just a lot more comfortable and relaxed. But you know, like I said, once you climb up the ranks, it's just just part of the job having to to, to go overseas and fight wherever the UFC want you to fight. Yeah, definitely. All right, we'll talk about the matchup itself. I mean, was Shinsho uh, kind of a unique character? I mean, uh, did you know much about him? Were you, were, were you up for it right away? Did you have to break him down? Get, give me an idea what you think about him as an opponent. Um, oh, we just we do what we'd normally do and just we just said yes to the fight. Um, <laughs> I watched a couple of his fights before that, but yeah, we, we watched, I think, uh, his, his last three fights and um, it's not too hard to work him out. I mean, He's explosive, comes forward with aggressive combinations um, early in the early in the fight, and then later in the fight he'll try and you know keep his distance and time those shoots and and uh, not too active on the ground. He likes to hold a bit, but um, but in saying that, you know, we don't want to be too set on what he we think he's going to do. Um, he could come out and do something completely different. So we're just focusing on um, on his, on his sort of strengths and more what I'm going to do in the fight. But, um, yeah, we, we've, we've watched these fights a few times over, and we think we've got him worked out. So hopefully we can implement our game plan on the night. You've been in a couple of tough battles, and you've, and you've edged out the decisions. I mean, uh, are, are you comfortable continuing to go to the judges' cards and, and have those kind of back-and-forth battles? Or, you know, is it important to you to go out there and, and maybe get something definitive, get a, get a quicker finish and get out of there? Yeah, I'm hoping to get a quick finish. I always, always go for the quick finish. I mean, even in my last fight, I was um, – I was throwing hard, but you know, Jing Liang he doesn't stay down. So I think if it was any other any other world to wait, uh, I would have finished the fight. But uh, yeah, he's one of the tougher guys, I think. So hopefully this fight can go out, uh, throw my hands again, um, get an early finish, whether it's a, a KO or a submission. So I'm looking to yeah get an early one. I mean, you're still such a young guy, Jake. But three in a row in the welterweight division would not be bad at all. Give me give me an idea what the what the overall plan is. I mean, are you starting to look at names and, and pick people off the list and, and deal with rankings, or do you still feel like you're you're growing and developing? I mean, you mentioned maybe Australia. It sounds like they'll be back in in November or so. I mean, give me an idea. The win here, you're calling your shot. What what, what do you want to see happen next? Um, yeah, we've we've done the whole you know calling people out thing and. I'm trying to trying to pick some fights, but it doesn't seem to work. They always uh, they never want to fight. So we've, you know, and it seems to be the story every time. So we just live up to the UFC. Um, you know, they got the we got the best matchmakers, and and they know what they're doing. And um, so we just live up to them. And they've always they've always done well by us and given us good fights, and never thrown me to the wolves, so to speak. So um, yeah, I'm. I don't have the energy to, to trash talk or, talk or call people out on social media. I just, <laughs> I just get in the gym, train hard, stay quiet, and you know whoever they give me, they give me, and then on the day, I'll just go out and fight hard. Do you feel like you're ready for those guys? I mean, you know, obviously we're not talking title shots or thing, but I mean, are you ready for those ranked guys, or, or or do you feel like I mean, because you're so young, there is still time for you to develop? Oh, there's obviously time, but I, I think um, I think I can hang hang with those guys for sure. Um, I've been overseas and, and trained with those guys before, and. You know, done well in the gym against them. Um, you know, I know I know what I can what I can do in training, and if if I bring everything to uh, on fight night, then I can hang with with all these guys. I believe. No doubt, man. All right, brother. Well, I won't take too much of your time. I appreciate it. Uh, sounds like you're going for the quick finish. Are, are, are we going to see the hands? Is it going to be the knockout? Is it going to be uh, you know you got your share of submissions as well? How's this thing play out when you when you envision it? Uh, I've, I've pictured. I've, I've run the fight over my head. I think it could be either way. Um, you know, I think if he keeps shooting and he starts tiring himself out, I think I'll get a, 
you know, get a rear naked choke or something like that. I keep seeing that. But, um, you know, once he gets tired and his shoes stop working, I think I could uh, also knock him out. So it could be either way. Fantastic, Jake. Well, I, I, like I said, I appreciate the time this late in fight week, and uh, best of luck, man. We'll definitely be watching. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. All right, that was Jake Matthews. Uh, I'm, I'm high on this kid, and he looks great at 170 pounds, and I thought that was incredibly cool. You know, I, I, I thought maybe I was – Again, being stupid, asking him if maybe Rob Whitaker's success moving from 170 to 185 had encouraged him to move from 155 to 170. And then to hear him say directly that Rob Whitaker had said, bro, you're, you're, you're drawn out. You need to move up, man. You're, you're killing yourself doing this. I thought was uh, was pretty funny because I, I thought it might have been a stupid question to just be like, hey, you're Australian. You moved up in weight class. He's in Australia. He moved up in weight. But to hear there was a direct connection there, yeah. um, I, I, was, I was pretty excited about. So that's a fight I'm definitely looking forward to at UFC Singapore. Uh, bummed that I'm not there. Kokov, I think you know, do you realize that it was basically a year ago. Do you remember what happened in Singapore a year ago beyond fight week, beyond – I mean, lots of stuff happened in terms of the fights. But do you remember the one key moment that had nothing to do with the fight week while we were in Singapore last year? Remember the people that were trying to get us to do a story on the, the dog adoption? That was one thing that happened. We were going to do a story on dog adoption because it's very hard to adopt to dogs adopt in Singapore. Dogs. Uh, that was not it. What happened at 6 o'clock in the morning when both of us in separate hotel rooms randomly woke up to go pee and heard our computers going crazy? Oh, uh, what was it? Mayweather McGregor was announced. Yes. During Singapore Fight Week last year. Yeah, I remember where it was like a. It like, was like six o'clock in the morning. We're like we're in separate hotel rooms. <laughs> we're hungover. Probably hoping we lights can sleep still in. on. Still lights sleeping still on, on top of the cover. Pants and shoes were on because <laughs> never even got out. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, Skype is dinging and uh, our staff is talking and we had to we had to wake our ass up and start working on Maymac content. Yeah. But it was this this week wow. last year. When, uh, when that fight was announced. But, uh, yeah, crazy. listen, Singapore, uh, love Singapore, man. It's a, it's a great place. I'm bummed that uh, neither one of us is there, that we don't have any MMA junkie representation. Uh, I'm sure everybody has maybe seen the pictures. Uh, it's one of the coolest places. Like, visually, it's awesome. It's incredibly expensive. Uh, yeah. But so here's the, here's the MMA Roadshow recommendation. If you're ever traveling to Singapore, bring liquor with you. Bring liquor with you. Because if you're going out to have a cocktail you say there. Liquor. He means like the what do you call it? Like the uh, duty, the duty free. Yeah, yeah. Hit the duty free. Hit the duty like, free. Like don't try to travel with a bottle. Right, I mean, right. That's just excess weight that you don't want to have. That to worry would be about. silly. No, no, no. You hit the duty hit free. Hit the duty free at the airport before you leave. That's right. It's not the cheapest, but it is better than what you're gonna pay. It's cheaper, yeah, because anywhere you go out in, you know, if you're going out now, you can hit some local places and get away yeah. with it. But if you hit like the the nice areas or whatever, you're gonna be paying like 13, 14 US dollars a beer, and I'm yeah. talking about like. A bottle of beer yeah. of the most common lager. So, yes, if you're ever going to Singapore, the make sure you stop for duty Coors free. Light. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, uh, yeah, we stopped and got a couple of bottles of whiskey last time. That was yeah. that, that was the uh, the play that right there. That was game changer. That was a game changer. Uh, yeah. So, listen, this card. I understand it's not the deepest card, but it, I'm I'm excited for Cowboy Cerrone versus Leon Edwards. No question about it. Listen, I'm a, I'm a Cowboy Mark. Anytime that guy fights, dude, I I, I want to watch him fight. Um, I think this is a big fight for him, man. You know, this is that kind of, you know, 
Rocky Edwards believes he's the new guard. You know, I mean, he's got a five-fight winning streak together, uh, you know, doing some impressive things in division. And now this is his chance to break out. He feels like he's finally getting the name that he wants. He's been asking for this for years. Yes, he has. I, I went and did a search, um, one of the uh, – trying to either look at some of the old stuff that he's been doing. And this was uh, – was it a fight night? It was like 2016, I think. He's been calling out Cowboy since 2016. Not calling him out like – Yeah, but just saying that's a fight he wants. That's a fight that I he's want. Like, I can beat that guy, yeah. and it's a name, and I want it. And here he is. He's, fi he's finally got it. Yep, and now he's getting that opportunity. Meanwhile, Cowboy Cerrone, of course, has had some losses lately, uh, but, you know, believes that – he, he has the ability to win this fight, believes that he's still better than, than Leon Edwards. And, you know, a couple of interviews I've seen, it looks like he's a little bit upset because, you know, Rocky, I don't want to say he's been trash-talking because it's not trash-talk, but he's just been, like, kind of pretty matter-of-factly, like, listen, man, this is, you're the old guard. I'm the new guy. I'm the new version, man. You know, this is, this is my time, and uh, this is my, you know, I'm using you to make my name. I'm using you to make my career. So I'm very, very interested in this fight. Co-main event, Tyson Pedro versus Ovent St. Peru. Very, very interested in that fight as well. Of course, yeah. uh, Tyson Pedro, friend of the MMA Roadshow. We've always been on board uh, his hype train, but he's, he's getting a real be, test. In yeah, he's not going to be happy with me this week. No? Oh, did you pick against, you picked against Tyson Pedro? No. I haven't picked against him since the beginning. Yep. And uh, I don't know. And I'm probably going to get shot in the foot for this one. But, like, OSP, I just, like, something was just telling me that I wanted to pick OSP this one. So, yeah, I went against Pedro. OSP, went OSP. in the main event, did you go with Cowboy or did you go with Leon Edwards? I went Edwards. I believe it. I think I'm one of the only people that went with Cowboy. But, listen, I'm, I'm – Cerrone I'm, would have I'm, just I'm, been a heart play for I'm me. Ride or day. I'm yeah. ride or die on Cowboy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, to me, it is – to me, I was – did you see the odds? Leon is a huge favorite. Yeah, which Shocks doesn't me. bode well. Shocks me. Because usually, I mean, when, when they're quick to throw like that, sometimes I can get to a fighter's head, I think. Mm -hmm. But – uh. I don't know. I just looked at it. One of the biggest, when I looked at it, just age and just uh, just seemed really focused and he seems really fit. With and Edwards, definitely. Edwards. Yeah. Yeah, Cowboy, I mean, as much, he's got all the heart in the world. You can never say that he's not going to go in there trying to bang. But just, you know, the, the, the superhuman abilities is kind of worn off over time. And uh, I just, I just looking at the, the age difference and just seeing the youth, I just feel it's, I won't say like a change in the guard because it's not like Cerrone's going anywhere, right? You know, but uh, I just lean that way. But yeah, as for like the OSP and Pedro, and maybe that's just as much as I love Pedro, you know, OSP. Now I feel like maybe that's a hard play for me because even covering him when I was with the UFC, went to like his uh, when we were in like Tennessee, I think went to like his old football. I feel like I've been following right? this guy yeah. around, and then like had a lot of really good one-on-one -on -one interviews with him. So maybe part of me wants him to uh, get back to that form of where he was an actually a title contender. Crazy, and, uh, man. Guy's been fighting – start, started fighting Strikeforce in 2010 wow. and then came over to the UFC in 2013. I mean, the guy has has been there and done that, man. He's done it all. Um, fought for a title, of course. I mean, so it's, it's, a, it's a tough test for Tyson Pedro. There's no there's no joke. But yeah. I, do feel like, I do feel like this is a good fight for Tyson. I think this is going to be his moment. To kind of it is. If bit. OSP doesn't – I mean, if he, if he doesn't uh, keep that chin down, if he goes in thinking that Tyson doesn't have the, pi the, the power to knock him out, that'll be a mistake, and that'll be a, 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 a short night to that fight. You know, so hopefully Ovince uh, – I'm just thinking he's gonna, you know, make it a make it more of a, a clinch and wrestling sort of fight. Yep. You know, get it to the ground, 
you know, maybe do some ground and pound. So if he does that and he can control it, I think it's going to be OSP. I mean, it doesn't, that doesn't make for an exciting fight, you know, um, but it's an effective uh, fight because, yeah, he needs to get back into his winning ways. Uh, no question about it, man. It's a big fight. Jessica Rose Clark and Jessica I. Jesse Jess versus Jessica. Yeah. I'm Tough fight here, too. How, which which one did you go on this one? That one I went uh, Clark. I did too. And it's and it I love I and I'm all about the Cleveland connection. You yeah, know, she's, she's just an Ohio girl. You didn't, just, you didn't you didn't stay strong with the Buckeyes. She's uh, she just came up short sometimes lately, and uh, I don't know if it's just a uh, I just I don't know if it's a lack of focus sometimes recently because she comes in complete what I believe totally focused, but then it's just something mental happens during the fight. It doesn't connect mm -hmm. you know she's slow to pull the trigger sometimes and maybe this will be the fight where she comes out and bring it but jessica um i bet against her well not bet but i chose against her in one of her last fights and she came out and just completely shocked me so i just feel like she's got the momentum and she's running forward so i went with the momentum and i went with her on that particular one but yeah it tore me up because yeah my my heart's in Ohio, you know, so, of course, you know, I just wanted to throw down. And, and then you got Jess, as Jess soon as training I see, here yeah. in Vegas. Yeah, and as soon as I saw I, I was like, ah, I want to just choose I, but it's like I'm trying to be smarter about actually picking my pick instead of just saying, like, oh, hey, it's Matt Brown. Oh, that's who I'm choosing, you know. Trying to be a little bit better about uh, not just picking <laughs> have, have Ohio a guys. Bit, a little bit of expertise in there. That yeah. But I, I, Stipe Daniel, I am going with Ohio in that one. But that's right. a whole other one. That's a whole different one. Well, those, I mean, listen, I think those are the three fights that most people care. I mean, I think those are the big three fights on this card, no question about it. Um, I, of course, Daichi Abe and, and, and Lee Jingliang, of course, I'm I'm rolling with the leech there, man. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big Jingliang fan. He's got to be a huge favorite, I would imagine. I, I, uh, oh, he has to be. Pull up the odds here. Which, yeah, uh, minus 280. That's a lot closer than I thought. That is. Gosh, Peter Yan is minus 525 or Torito Ishihara. Abi's a tough character, though. Yeah, he is. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for that fight. I like, I, I love watching Jing Lang fight. Again, Torito Ishihara is fun to watch, but he's going against Peter Yan, who is a beast. If you are not familiar with Peter Yan, as we said, just saw the odds. Even though he's making his UFC debut, uh, he is a minus 500 to minus 525. Uh, pretty, pretty legit. Pretty legit, dude. So no this, mercy. Is, this is somebody worth watching. Um, some others. Naoki, then you get to your favorite fight of the well, night. Well, hold on. I was going to say, so <laughs> Naoki anyway is one you want to watch fight as well. Oka Sasaki is one that you want to watch fight as well. I mean, there's some fun fights on here, man. There really are. Um, but earlier this week, I shot a, a video um, that I needed help producing, and neither Cold Coffee or our European-based videographer, Abby Subban, decided to edit this video for me. This is beyond my editing skills. I did edit a, a little preview clip, by the way, all by myself. I don't know why you think it's beyond. I think this, you, did a, I, you did a wonderful job in that one. But I this think one needs this one, this one needs work. You just wanted work. fucking little emojis to pop up and say, I, like, happy, some, happy. Well, it it would have been fine. if you. I think if you would have played it straight, it would have worked. If I'd have just edited the video straight? See, I feel like it needs... All right, well, here's... Nobody, nobody made my video for me. So here's, here's just the audio portion of my video as I preview a fight that's flying under the radar. Under the radar. Under the radar that's, that you need to be paying attention to. And here, exclusively, the world reveal <laughs> for the video that's that what I, see, no that's one what I was will ever for. see. <laughs> that's what I was hoping for. Here it is in all its glory. 
While Donald Cerrone and Rocky Edwards will certainly be getting the most headlines this week in Singapore, I say there's something completely different you need to pay attention to as well. I say, keep your eyes on Yadong. Yadong isn't the biggest. You might even say Yadong is undersized. But so far, that hasn't stopped Yadong from performing when it matters most. After a quick finish last time out, there may be some questions to how long Yadong can last when needed. But so far, Yadong has proved capable of performing under the bright lights. Yadong choked Barat Kandari this past November, but now there's a different challenge in Singapore. Can Felipe Aranches handle Yadong? Yadong doesn't have much experience at the highest level, unfortunately. But it can be tough to prepare for Yadong when there's not much tape to watch. The more the world sees of Yadong, the more we'll know moving forward. But for now, Yadong just needs to be ready for 15 hard minutes. Yadong will unquestionably be looking to finish, which could lead to some memorable action. If successful, Yadong could become more in demand, making Saturday in Singapore an important moment. So sure, definitely keep a watchful eye on Cowboy and Rocky. But don't forget Yadong. So cold coffee, what do you think? You need to be paying attention to your dong. Sponsored by Trojan. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, maybe, maybe you guys did me a favor by not producing the video. I'll be honest. I had had a few frosty beverages uh, when I came up with the concept for shooting this, uh, and I, I thought it would be funny, but maybe it would have been disrespectful, or maybe it wasn't even funny at all. Or I think sometimes too, when you just play them straight, you edit it straight. And then people get the humor, and then people can't be like, "Oh, I can't believe you did that." See, I felt like it needed did. like a, well, yeah, a little then bit you, of a smile. But then there's no like, then there's no like, uh, like, ah, do they really mean this or did they not? Then it's just like, oh, then it's just a straight dick vid, <laughs> dick joke vid, whatever. Oh, is that what you thought it was? No. <laughs> <laughs> Would that be monetized, removed? Uh. <laughs> you had a whole video that just talked about dongs. <laughs> No, it was one guy, Song Yadong. <laughs> well, there you go. So that is the Yadong video that never got produced. And uh, I'm excited for that. Maybe I hope, that goes, I hope that goes long and deep <laughs> into the rounds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, listen, uh, PFL is in the books, as we said. Uh, it, it was kind of playing out as we've been recording this. Uh, Will Brooks did pick up a unanimous decision win over Luis Firmino in the main event. Brian Foster, a, uh, a knockout win over Ramsey Nijem. Kayla Harrison, the two-time gold medal winner in the Olympics in judo. She made her professional debut, got the, the arm bar. Uh, Everton Escudero picked up a submission win over Jason High. Jason High was furious after this fight. Yeah. Uh, felt as if, and, I, and I, I have to say, it didn't look like he tapped to me. I understand it. He put his hand on the side, but it looked like he was feeling, feeling for the arm. Feeling for the arm. Feeling yep. for the arm, and uh, and the referee remember, stopped tap's it. Supposed to be, well, I mean, this is PFL. It's supposed to be multiple taps. Yeah. And tap, tap, tap. Didn't ta he tapped one time, if that. And, again, I don't think it was a tap. Uh, Jason High, ironically enough, did put his hands on the referee again. Not the shove that he gave that got him kicked out of the UFC, but, but did touch a referee again. So, um, I don't know if that helps him in his quest to ever get back to the UFC. But, and then he was pissed afterwards, uh, throwing chairs around, storming off. We saw Carlos Silva chasing after him. Uh, just so you know, Dan Stupp and uh, Matt Erickson are both at the event. I mean, it, the, 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 it literally just ended as we're sitting down to record this. But uh, check out MMA Junkie tonight and in the morning. They'll have full coverage over it. Sean O'Connell picked up the TK over win over Honey Marks. Sean O'Connell, I like Sean, like Sean O'Connell, man. He is a good dude. He's, he's got a great um, sense of humor. He's, he had some great fights in the UFC. Still does some uh, broadcasting on Sirius XM. Uh, but actually called 
most of the preliminary card hours before he was supposed to fight on the main card, then came in and got the first round TKO finish. Uh, I thought that I thought that was pretty cool, man. I didn't know it was supposed to happen. I don't know if I missed the announcement or maybe they never announced it. Maybe they decided it last moment. Uh, but uh, I thought it's cool to see Sean O'Connor calling the prelims and then picking up a TKO win. Uh, a lot of other results here, of course. The, the I mean, this was a deep card. Um, I thought the most impressive on the prelims was definitely Vinny Magalesh, who looked incredible in his win over Jimmy Abdallah. But some weird commission things, by the way, uh, that I've been in contact with Matt Erickson and Dan Stuff. They're going to follow up on this. Interesting that you had two between-round stoppages, okay? Rakeem Cleveland picked up a win over uh, Rashid Yusupov, and Brandon Halsey picked up a win over Smilino Rama. Both of them ended between the second and third round. But rather than call it a round two finish at five minutes, they called it a round three finish at 0-0-1. Zero, zero. Zero, now, normally you go, well, who gives a shit? You know what I mean? You picked up a win, you get the check. But here's a system based on points. They both uh. got cost a point because of the way the commission calls it. Now, who knows? I mean, maybe, I mean, at the end of the day, hopefully. You probably appeal that. Well, hopefully at the end of the day it doesn't cost them. But can you imagine yeah. if it cost them a spot in a tournament or what their seating is or whatever, um, you know, whatever the case may be, uh, kind of crazy, right, that like a commission rule, which seems like a stupid rule. But it makes you think that they could – it's not like the commission is putting the points together for the scoring. So you would think that, that maybe the PFL can be like, okay, in this particular instance. That is true, you right? You know, that we that can is say true, like – commission doesn't govern the points. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can see what they could say. All right, commission put it like this, but we understand it was after the end of the two. So we're going to say that took two rounds. But I that, don't know. That, it, okay, let's it say. Just, it seems let's like say there is maybe some leeway that maybe they can get two points out I of I agree. It. Let's say if me and you, if you, well, it's not me and you. You can't say what I would say. But if you were running the PFL, would you do that? Because I think, not to disrespect the commission, but that's essentially a technicality. Yeah, I would say since I it, think I would, I would give them the, the bonus third point. round never stopped. I would, I would consider that was. Only I would two give them the extra point, right? Yeah, I would. I would do it too. Let's. I'll be interested to see what uh, they do. Uh, again, uh, Matt Erickson, Dan Stubb, we're going to follow up. So we'll have that on MMA Junkie tomorrow. Um, the other one that was weird, and, and this was early on. Um, I was still at home. I, I'm not sure we weren't together yet when this yeah, happened. I wasn't watching. Okay, Robert Watley picked up a TKO win over Tiago Tavares. Robert Wiley, who, by the way, was on MMA Junkie Radio this morning and is one of the nicest dudes and, and seemed like a really cool cat. But he just, I mean, he, he, he hit Tiago Tavares low. He, he caught him in the groin. Ugly. I mean, dude, Tiago Tavares, of course, who everybody's familiar with, longtime USC veteran, um, couldn't stand. I mean, he could not stand up. He was in such visible pain, could not stand up. Of course, Robert Wiley wasn't targeting the groin, but that's where he caught him with this kick. Uh... Tiago Tavares was given five minutes, could not recover with the five minutes. Fight was waved off, and they gave Watley a TKO win. Wow. I don't understand. I don't even yeah. understand how you could justify that. Like, I won by a kick to the groin, and they said, well, yeah. it, was, it was an accidental kick to the groin, and he couldn't continue. Okay, then that's a no contest. No contest. You know what I mean? Like, bizarre. It, it is it, bizarre. I would have thought like, it would have been a no contest. Yeah, it sounds like Tiago Tavares is going to uh, is going to appeal it, but the funny thing was, so I was still Especially at home. Especially because it, it just right, it was what, right at the beginning of the second yeah, round. Yeah, 35 seconds in. Yeah. It wasn't like he was getting lit up. Um, I actually reached out to a, uh, to the PFL and, and I was like, hey, listen, I know we've got reporters there, but help me understand why did this happen? And they said, listen, it was the commission's call. It wasn't our call. The commission said he wins by TKO. Because I thought maybe it was like a PFL thing, like, hey, bro, we got to award points somehow. Um, so we got to give somebody points. And, and it wasn't. It was a commission thing. But this is another one to keep an eye on. Um, other thing, last thing I want to say about PFL, 
Efren Escudero, who beat Jason High, he missed weight. He stepped in uh, on late notice in this. He missed weight. And the penalty that, that PFL came up with was to give him zero points. Even though he won, he, was, he wasn't able to get any points towards the playoffs. And um, I thought that was a, a cool way for them to handle weight loss. I thought that was, I thought that was smart, a cool way for them to handle yeah. weight misses or whatever. Uh, dude, I'm, I'm on board with the PFL. I like it, man. I like the concept. I'm a little worried because they're paying out $10 million. <laughs> uh, so I'll just be open and honest yeah. about that. Uh, but I do love the contest. I feel like they have some decent names in there. Uh, Kayla Harrison looked good even though she's not part of their season. She looked good. She looks like she's going to be somebody. Um, I don't know. I mean, Kokovi, I mean, do you dig this concept? Because I feel like some people say it's gimmicky. I, I don't think it's gimmicky. Yeah, I, I, don't feel, I like I don't it. Feel, yeah, I don't feel gimmicky. But, yeah, I, I think uh, the sustainability uh, – seems very very iffy so i guess i don't i'm happy for what we're able to see right now but i, I guess i want to withhold putting too much into it to see if it if it's going to be around again right <laughs> uh but no i like it I, and i like the fact that i mean most of these cats i mean uh have all been established in other other leagues so i yes. mean it's not a bunch of just scrubs just going out there fighting I man like the legit fighters they did a good job and of these are good talent. fights yeah they i mean it's good, good fights they're putting together uh Good matchups, good fighters. So, no, I mean, I'm all for it. And I like the fact that there's other leagues out there growing the sport, doing different things. You know, the more the better. Um, so I, I hope in the best, man. I hope that, uh, you know, people keep tuning and keep watching. And, and from what I've seen from the fights tonight, uh, that's the kind of shit that you people want to watch. Yep. So, you know. It's cool. They're on, they're on a night by themselves. Thursday, you know, yeah. there's not other MMA that's competition. You, uh, that's a good idea. You know, you got Tuesday night is a contender series. Wednesday night is tough for at least yeah. a little bit longer. Right now, tonight, they were only Thursday. competing against the damn draft. Which, who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah. You rejects. Only competing against the <laughs> NBA draft. Minor sporting Minor sporting event. Uh, but, no, I dig it. I dig it. But I, I am with you. Uh, listen, they're, they're laying out $10 million in prize money. That's a lot of money. So yeah. um, we'll see. But I, I like the concept. And I will say this, too. There's something cool about looking at the standings. Like, it's it's kind of like when you're a kid, you know what I mean? Like, sure. looking at where the team – I mean, I guess everybody looks at standings. You don't have to be a kid or whatever. I just don't follow team sports as much as I used to. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, when you can really see where everybody's position is. I, th I dig it. Yeah. I dig it. Uh, all right, listen. Uh, busy week this week, even though we're not on the UFC. Busy week next week, man. Uh, I will be in Temecula. Uh, for Bellator 201. Or Temecula, if you like. No. No? Nobody likes Temecula. <laughs> Temme. Rough Riders. <laughs> Sponsor back. <laughs> Temme. Uh, Nick Diaz has his uh, day in court, supposedly. Now, of course, you never know. Things can change. But that will be here in Las Vegas. We're going to try to have some coverage of that. Uh, I, again, I will be out there for Bellator 201. Uh, there is a big Bellator press conference in New York where we will – be debuting a new uh, associate. Yeah, y'all gonna like this. I dog. think people are gonna be <laughs> all right. Gonna like this. with our new contributor. Yes, that will be covering the Bellator. Uh, yeah, hopefully we get. Uh, let's leave it at that. Yeah, you like it. You'll do it. We're, we're finalizing all the details right now, which is why we can't quite tip our our hand just yet. But uh, yeah, I don't think there'll be any complaints. Uh, so that'd be. But by, by the way. Um, you have any guesses? You know, they're, they're teasing fights. We know, we kind of know that Rampage and, and Vandalay is happening because Vandalay yeah. basically yep. announced it himself. Um, my understanding is they're going to announce some more fights while they're there. Um, so I imagine, I imagine we'll probably get some uh, some ideas on the next round of the Bellator of the Grand Prix, right? I mean, we get, we don't know when the semifinals are supposed to take place yet. Yeah, I'm guessing we'll find that out. That's just yeah. a guess. So that'd be like what Fedor and uh, Fedor and Chael. Fedor and Chael. 
crazy, right? Yeah. Who else is still there? We'll find out with that. Yeah, that I bet that'll be announced. Yeah, and then uh, Bedor and Mitrione, right? Yeah, on the other side. They gotta announce it. I yeah, mean, if I, you're I think put a big thing together. You gotta, you gotta, gotta announce that. But here's the other it. thing: they tease it in the press release they sent to everybody, is uh, a new distribution deal, a new, a new distribution deal, or it said a landmark distribution deal is what they said. Uh, over the top. It's gotta be over. It's the gotta top. be streaming, right? Streaming. It's gotta be something streaming. Streaming. That's what I think. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm trying to think of Viacom. Because they already do, they already do prelims on the Bellator app. They already do prelims on the Bellator app, but they know, they know that people are pissed off that they can't get it live. You know what I mean? Like everybody is sick and tired of the West Coast tape delay. Everybody is sick and tired of the international tape delay. And I believe the way you would get around that would be to to, to stream it live, right? Yeah, and looking at this uh, February, an article came out and said Viacom was going to launch a streaming service later this year. So I bet this is probably something that they're trying to throw on the there. The CFO of Viacom is going to be there. I mean, you might have nailed it right there. Yeah. Well, yeah. This this uh, the CEO. That's got to be it. Yeah. They're, they probably want to throw some, some kind of Viacom service. streaming app. Yep. I bet you're right. That's it. That's a guess, but I mean that's a that's a very educated guess. It's fast. I tried. Trust me. I tried poking around. We got some friends at Bellator. We got a lot of friends at Bellator. They were they yeah. were they were tight lipped. They were like, bro, I can't tell you. And I'm it, like, come on, man. Like, is yeah. it this? They're like, bro, I can't tell you. I'm like, ah, come on, man. I was like, I'll, I won't tell anybody. Just let yeah. Because even in this one, it said this guy, the CEO, said to investors he plans to roll out a direct-to-consumer product that leverages around 10,000 hours of library content. So, uh, yeah. This should be, be it. This should be a, it's got to be. It's got to be over the top step. Everybody's going the way. If you guys aren't doing it right now, I guarantee you guys are all smart. You're all doing it. It's the way of the future, man. Got to. Everybody's doing it, man. The cable, cable stuff's. Uh, it's good. It's I, good I, I went uh, ahead and subscribed to ESPN Plus, knowing that the USC yeah. is going over there. ESPN Plus, man, there's so much content on there. A lot of it is like now they're trying to build their content, which is one of the reasons they're paying for the USC. What are you but using? Holy it on? Christ! There's, uh, I'm just using it on my computer. I have an Apple TV, but it's an old Apple TV, yeah. and, and you have to have one of the newer versions. I was going to say my Roku. I think it still has the same original ESPN. Yeah, if you app. you have, and I, I research it, so you have to have a newer version of the devices, but if you have the newer version of streaming devices, then you can just access it right there from like Apple TV or so Roku or whatever. So right now, you like... You figure that they would, they'd have to make that redundant, man. You can't force everybody to have to go out and buy fucking new hardware. I don't think, I don't, I think it's capabilities or something. But so like last night, so I have a 27-inch iMac at home, you know, uh, so I, I, when I'm at home, I use that more than I use this, this, this uh, MacBook here. So like last night, um, I watched uh, Hillsboro, which is cool. So if you subscribe to the ESPN Plus app, you get all of the 30 for 30s, like every 30 for 30 yeah. they've ever done. Um, and I think this was actually done by the BBC, but Hillsboro was about the, the Liverpool disaster that happened uh, when, like – When they lost the, the, the game not too long ago? Not that disaster. Uh, 83 <laughs> people died uh, in, a, in a stadium incident, um, and it's, it's a big thing. And I thought I knew the story, but I didn't, and, and this, like, was really educational, but it was fucking incredibly well done, man. It was powerful. That's cool. Uh, I really enjoyed that. But, dude, those 30 for 30s are so great, yeah, man. That's legit. Such a great series. Such um, good shit. It was funny, I guess, in that conversation with me and Brett Okamoto and Todd Duffy the other day, we were talking about, I bet you one of these days, like, ESPN does a 30 for 30 on, like, the TRT era because that was such an interesting time in MMA, right? We're like, you know, is Guys he cheating? Is he not cheating? <laughs> is he, yeah. Why does he, you know, remember at one time, I mean, like, Dana and I think even a lot of media, including my, I will be honest, yeah. I was one of those people that were like, well, I mean, if they're approving it, like, this is cool, dude. If you can help people yeah. extend their careers, like, this is awesome. And then you start realizing, like, yeah, bro, but everybody's cheating. Like, they're not yeah. like, they're they're not using it exactly as directed. They're not using it, yeah. 
It was a legit medical so issue, but yeah. I think that'll be a, a cool 30 for 30 one of these days. But uh, anyway. That's cool. Yeah, uh, so it's probably true. So yeah, Tuesday is the Nick Diaz court date. Tuesday, of course, is Dana White's contender series. Tuesday is the Bellator press conference in New York. So Tuesday is a crazy day. Uh, Wednesday, there's a Brian Ortega media launch in Los Angeles. Our buddy Dave Mandel is going to be handling that for us out there. Uh, what, Thursday is the media day for you here in Las Vegas? There's, uh, they're already starting out fight week. And then the week after that is, uh, is fight week. International fight week is going to be nuts. Uh, it's going to be fun, though. Uh, our man Mike Bond is coming down to, uh, to, to help us cover it. And our buddy Simon Head is making it over from the UK really? as well. Yeah, yeah, he's coming over. Who's he working covering uh, for? Uh, Simon? Yeah, he's working. He's doing some stuff for BBC, but oh, that's cool. But he's actually uh, he might help us out a little bit as well while he's here. He's uh, he's gonna crash with me. I hooked him up. Oh, yeah. well. My wife and kid are gone. Well, I need the some wife's company. gone. Might as well bring Simon in. Gotta get a little head. Giggity <laughs> Sponsored by Trojan. So ridiculous. We're idiots. <laughs> I'm never going to grow up. I made an entire – well, I tried to make a video about Yadong. That's why I'm never going to grow up. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> all right, listen, uh, yeah, we're not in Singapore. It sucks. We'll keep it short, snappy this week. Hopefully you enjoyed everything, and uh, thanks for listening.